0: So you can feel it instead of thinking about it to see if it's a good match for you. That is jointheantidote.com. Scroll all the way down and you will see a place to pop your email address in and grab the recording. Hello and welcome to this episode of That's What She Said. This might be a long one, so settle in. (laughs) This is an invitation to let your deep knowing drive the bus and money fruits. And if you're like, what does that even mean? That, exactly, exactly. The title's just the title and we're going to work it out. Uh, I am, let's see, today is, just so you have a sense of time, November 12th, 2020, Biden has won the election. Uh, Trump has refused to concede the election. I assume this will be cantankerous for quite some time, but in 69 days, Joe Biden will be inaugurated and that will be a fucking great day for everyone on the globe. Um, So that's where we are in time. And because the election happened last week, and then election week was just like no one breathed. I wasn't breathing either. (laughs) I lost the future for a little bit. Um, Between the past four years, getting so like tangled up in Trump's antics and generally freaking out when the pandemic hit, between those two things, I basically burned my plans um, and just sat down for a very long time because every workshop or class or retreat that I wanted to do this year has been canceled. The way that I do workshops and retreats is to get a bunch of people in a house together and then live together for, you know, two to four days. Um, that's not, that's not a thing that's safe. Um, every human interaction outside of the people that I live with canceled, obviously raging pandemic. And in some sense, my sense of knowing what tomorrow might hold was also absolutely gone. Like I regularly and continuously take time to look into um, what I believe the future will be for myself and for my clients. I'm really good at it. I'm really good at planning. I'm really good at sensing the future. And that just went away, like gone. So if you've lost the ability to plan for or sense the future, because there have been a few years of just what is this? What is this? What is this? Hi, hello, welcome, me too. And I feel like, no, the pandemic has in no way caused me to be able to feel anything about the future except joy and and love. And it's just going to be up and to the right. It's going to be the best year that's ever happened next year. And I've never had any problem feeling into the future because I just, I'm just, I, I don't know who you are, lovely person. Uh, but this is not for you, this is for we mere mortals who have who are like, "What is happening? What is happening now? What is happening now this is all i don 't understand any of it um, so just noticing that i 've made a a life and a career out of connecting to my own depths, desires, and needs. And between the politics and the pandemic, that particular combo of 2020, I have never had more trouble connecting to my own depths, desires, and needs. To be perfectly honest, I'm tempted to spend every waking moment flailing like Kermit. Like, just flailing. Like, what is even happening? I don't know. Just flailing. So this podcast episode might be a little long, probably the only one for the month of November, And it's here to help you connect with your interior continent, which is all that goes on within you that is unseeable and unknowable to the rest of us. It's what you think about when you're alone. It's what you think about or feel when you're entirely by yourself or when you're with people, but you're like sort of disconnected and up in your brain. That's your interior continent. Everything that goes on within you that's ultimately unknowable unless you articulate it, that's interior continent. We're going to ask some deep ass questions. We're maybe even going to make some plans for your life and your business in the coming months. Maybe. We might not. But I'm going to ask some really good questions. And I hope that that will bring you some really glorious treasure in there. Um, Before we dive in, a very practical note. Because we can talk about money. We can talk about plans. We can talk about depths, desires, needs. And here's a thing that you might not want to hear. But I'm going to say it because it's a thing that I had to learn the hard way. One of the things that might, might help to keep you from drowning in your own life is to actively create structure, which is something that I've taught extensively on the podcast. So there's literally structure that doesn't suck, and there are five episodes of it. Um, They are a highly condensed version of most everything I know about creating gorgeous, stable structures for your time and attention because what happens is your time and attention just sort of slip away without structure you just sort of feel like you're floating through the day nothing's getting done and it's something that we fight against that if you were a creative human structure rhythms and routines are something that we just actively like hate I won't do it but we also desperately need it it's the equivalent of like life vegetables. <laughs> like whether you like broccoli or not, a life without any vegetables in it is going to have a body that's not as optimized or happy as a body that has access to vegetables. Structure is very similar. You can hate it all you want, but it's like life broccoli. That if you don't have structure, rhythms, and routines, generally you, you just sort of dissolve in a puddle. And then when something bad happens, the puddle just gets worse. So what you need right now might not be to keep listening. It might be structure that doesn't suck. Go find it wherever podcasts are podcasted, right? Or at kristenkelpcom slash podcast. Listen to that. I can help you. I should have charged for that class. It's a five series amazingness. Instead of charging, just go listen to it. Just go take advantage of it. And if you do that, just send me a note. K at kristenkelp.com. Bada bing, bada boom. And we'll we'll move on. Okay, so let's talk money fruits. And I'm calling them money fruits so that it's not a big deal, so that it isn't like finances, ah! Um, The reason I'm calling them money fruits is because they may or may not grow. If you suspect that you would like to do something differently in a year or two, if 2020 has revealed some gaping flaw or some tragic problem or some big enormous project that you would like to do, it's okay to start planting the seeds for the new thing now. And that's generally going to be practical. Take the class, get the certification, scope out the cost of renting the studio, write down the curriculum, start a wait list, ask past clients to do a dry run with you, schedule time to write the sales page, shoot the video, make the class, outline the class, get the images you'll need to accompany the project. It's okay to think in longer time instead of just today, tomorrow, next week, maybe today, tomorrow, next week, maybe. That's going to actually cause harm. I read somewhere that we overestimate what we can do in a single year and underestimate what we can do in five. Again, we overestimate what we can do in a single year and underestimate what we can do in five. We just want to do everything this year. So go with that holding everything that can happen as loosely as possible. And then I have some questions. You might want to grab a journal, a pen, a piece of paper, the notes app in your phone. It's a good, good, solid question. And the caveat here, having um, asked deep and profound questions to hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of people in person and on the phone over the years, is that the first answer is the right one. But if I say something like, do you want to get a divorce? And the voice in your head says, yes, very clearly. And then you're like, well, and you reconsider. And then you ultimately say, no, the first answer is the right one. And when you listen to the first answer deeply, you honor your knowing. When you hear the first answer and then override it to go with something else, that will generally lead to more misery, she says having known that her marriage was done six weeks in and having stuck it out for an additional seven years that made me bitter, broken, angry, and awful. So practical experience there, not judgment, never judgment, because I'm only ever teaching from my own life and from all the ways that I've totally fucked up. And then I'm like, oh, look, well, um, maybe maybe I could help you not fuck up in exactly the same way. That's the goal here. So it's never judgment. It's never, I fucking have this shit locked down. It's, here are some things I've learned They were painful. I hope this helps. So again, first question being the right one. What would you like to have made in five years? And five years might seem like a decade. It might seem like it's never going to happen. Well, how old will you be in five years? How old will the people who love you be in five years? And what are you like? That's the thing that if I work toward that, it will be awesome. A different way to say that. Who would you like to have worked with, interacted with, or made something with in the coming years? To take the focus off of you, just a touch to like collaboration and cross-pollination. Who would you like to have worked with, interacted with, or made something with in the coming years? And it might be that there's no answer there. That's okay. I'm going to ask way more questions. Don't you worry about that. What would you be heartbroken to tell people you haven't done in five years. Sometimes that's the way in. Sometimes we can see it very clearly and sometimes it's what would you be heartbroken to tell people you haven't done in five years? And again, these are things that are within your control. So this is something you can make, something you can do, something you can bring to life. This is not I will be heartbroken to tell people I haven't been to Paris in five years because the pandemic has gone on for five years. It's not that. It's not things that are outside of your control that will be heartbreaking should they come to fruition. It's what is within my power to make, do, create, generate, try, or or just throw myself at? And what would I be heartbroken to not do? So hopefully something came up. Hopefully some flicker of a tiny, tiny, tiny idea sort of halfway made itself known. If not, totally okay. And if it did, please write it down. These... These feelings and intuitions and deep knowings and tiny gestures, they are, they're, they're tiny. And we pretend like, oh, I'm totally going to remember. You're not, you're not going to remember. So please, please write it down, make a note, grab an index card email yourself, tell on yourself with your best friend, but find a way to be honest about those questions just with yourself. It's not like there's a, there's no worksheet. I can't track you and be like, what are you thinking in your brain about these things? This is completely secret, completely private. But if you admit it to yourself, that's the first step to being able to bring anything else to light. If you say, I want to, I want to write a book, that's going to have to happen within you first before anything else can happen. And that's what I'm going for. The thing before the thing before the thing before the thing, which is just the right question, gets an answer and all oh, well, that's surprising and write it down. And then to reach the ripening of the money fruits, meaning that something, some project, some plan that you have comes to fruition, you're going to plan for constant experimentation and adjust accordingly. One of the things that I see kill people, and I don't mean kill people externally, I mean kill people internally in their heart of hearts when they talk with me, is they find a thing that works, they lock it in, they repeat it over and over and over and over and over and over and then they hate that thing. Because what we are taught is find a thing, make that thing make money, repeat that thing until you die. And the truth is that there's constant experimentation happening, that it isn't just lock it in and repeat it until the end of time. Many people treat plans and planning as a once and done activity best suited for the start of the new year, like January 1st, everybody's got plans. Um, But the, the reality is that having a business and bringing your work to light is an exercise in continuous canceling, crossing out and readjusting the sails. And when I say continuous, I mean continuous. So there's no shame in it. That's just par for the course. If you want to be a sailor in a ship and you are not allowed to ever touch or adjust the sails, you are going down, right? We cancel, we cross out, we reroute, we readjust, and we, uh, we adapt. So that promotion didn't work. You adjust. You thought you would be having a glorious day of sex, but instead you ended up holding your best friend in the vet's comfort room while a vet named Dr. Stark put her cat to sleep. Total hypothetical, never happened to me. Adjust. Um, You figured you'd have budgets, credit cards, and all things financial figured out by now. Adjust. Um, There's no shame in adjusting. And if you can get yourself to a place where there's no shame in adjusting, which will come up later, by the way, you're really at the start of something that's fucking incredible. If and when you truly believe there's no shame in adjusting, you'll move far more swiftly and with much less guilt than ever before in every aspect of your life. Because adjusting to, hey, is this working? Nope. Okay, then I adjust. Is this working? Okay, cool. Then I keep it. That's it. That's all it is. As you get used to both looking forward projecting a bit into the future planning and adjusting the sails for today's weather, you get more of a sense of spirit, intuition, deep knowing, or whatever it is you choose to call this phenomena that that rises up from within you that is in no way external. You also beat yourself up less for being human or for letting life happen to you. Three years ago, if the pandemic had hit, I would have beat myself up enormously for not knowing that it was coming because I should, I should have been prepared for this. I should know somehow in some way exactly when the pandemic is going to hit is that insane yeah that's asshole brain being insane to me yes and three years ago i would have beaten myself up for um for all of the ways that i have failed to be perfect in the year of 2020 because we've all failed to be perfect in the year of 2020 that's just how it is um when you can beat yourself up less when you can let life happen to you a little, when you adjust the sales every day and it's not a big deal, you also let the rains go a bit more uh, because you're never going to be in charge of things like, is it raining today? Is a pet sick today? Is a client going to show up to that meeting today? Are you going to get food poisoning from that new restaurant today? There's no way to know. So as you adjust with ever more subtle listening and precision and ever more grace for yourself as you go along, you're going to find a way through life that is distinctly yours. And you'll find the way into your work and into your creativity that is distinctly yours. So I'm going to talk uh, with a diary entry from 18 months ago, and this is profoundly vulnerable um, so that you can see the wrestling as it happens. So at this point in June... Um, bear has given his six months notice. We are definitely moving and it's going to be to California. That's where we were in July, 2019 quote. It feels like the river is flowing in a different direction. And that direction is away from California. At least for now, it feels fuzzy to think about no longer. Obviously California. Yes. Since I looked at Portland and discovered that Philly has had both the same amount of rainy days and more rain than Portland in 2018. So myth that I cannot live there, busted. Also, Portland is the same price as here and 90 minutes from the ocean lake here and otherwise my people's home. Since you can drop shrooms and smoke weed and read books and make art and have fantastic food and go outside every minute that it's not raining, minus the Philly attitude in general, East Coast go, 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 go go-ness. Um that decision feels a bit logical though. Like how easy and relieving is it to give up on California when clearly it's something I've wanted from the moment I visited? But when I consider bigger things, like will I like the people of Laguna? No. Do I like the traffic? No. Is there public transport? No. Does it cost three to five times more than here? Yes. But will I have the ocean? Yes. Uh, we could very easily live in the most magical place on earth but spend every minute trying to earn enough to live there which would defeat the purpose it feels like it's all um up in the air right now and that's hard like weeping hard giving up on a dream is hard switching dreams is hard not knowing is hard end quote (laughs) (laughs) there's real wrestling that's happening there um and that's okay. Letting your deep knowing slash fear slash whatever you want to call it, drive the bus, often comes down to paying attention to your energetic and emotional weather. That's It's often reduced to that because that's the key. So when you pay attention to your energetic weather and your emotional weather, you are often closer than you think to knowing what to do next. Um, Just being honest about, I could have pretended that California was still the dream, like, yeah, we're saving for a few more years, and we could have used it as a reason to stay in Pennsylvania for a lot longer. But instead, Bear and I had conversation after conversation about what it might mean to move to Portland, including, including how that would look on the job front, the mental health front, the friend front, the financial front, and the business front. We had lots and lots of discussions and lots and lots of enjoying the current home we've made together. We really rooted down hard in Pennsylvania before we left so that we weren't just living in some sort of future weirdness. And this is a funny quote, Portland might not be the most magical thing that's ever happened to us, or it might. Um, All we know is that it's the next step and we're taking it together. And again, this is so vulnerable because I would rather these things not be true. Um, Letting spirit drive the bus means noticing when energy for a person, place, or project drops significantly, as well as noticing when you can't wait to work on something new. I'm going to say that again because it feels really important. Letting spirit drive the bus means noticing when energy for a person, place, or project drops significantly significantly, as well as noticing when you can't wait to work on something new. Um, Spirit and deep knowing I use interchangeably here. Um, Spirit kind of makes me, my hackles go up a bit, so deep knowing is like a better term, Um, but it's just noticing. So sitting here 18 months in the future, I can assure you that Portland was not (laughs) the best thing that ever happened to us. Holy shit. I've not even begun to tell the stories. Uh, And making the decision to move away from Portland was predicated upon a number of factors. These included the daily sightings of police drones, military transport, and police helicopters over our home, the increased presence of Proud Boys and other alt-right groups in the city, increasing isolation due to extended lockdown and my own fear of walking alone for any reason. Um, There were significant, like, robberies, um, drug addictions, people doing heroin on the streets... Um, I laugh because I'm terrified. Um, like, a dude just walking around masturbating on my block because it's fun. Um, so I just was increasingly isolated, like, I'm not leaving the property. Uh, and mounting costs to remain in an overpriced, under-resourced shoebox of a home thousands of miles from those we held dear. Um, the too-long-didn't-read version is it fucking sucked. And... Being in Portland helped Bear and myself trust each other more deeply, um, rely on each other more heavily, see ourselves more clearly, and take in the scope of the personal and political work before us with absolutely outstanding clarity. If you think America is a great fucking place to live because of whatever reasons, um, live in Portland for a while. If you think that homelessness and houselessness are just going to solve themselves, live in Portland for a while. If you think that being um, black, brown, or indigenous in America is awesome, or even okay, or even just slightly less than okay, go live in Portland for a while. Um, It was really, really crushingly eye-opening in a lot of ways that were deeply, profoundly difficult and that I'm still working through. So sometimes you make two cross-country moves in a year because you're following the deep knowing where it leads. We can both see, bear myself here, that with the way 2020 went, we would not have survived the outside forces pressing on us in Philadelphia. His job would have crushed him and I would have spiraled out of control because there wasn't a money-making imperative to, make, to keep my feet on the earth. I would have had the freedom to lean into his income and then just like, ah, Kermit flail. In some ways, Portland completely crushed us, and in other ways, it completely saved us. That is the bullshit of following your deep knowing. It might crush you, it might save you, and it might do both simultaneously just so you remember you're alive. It might refuse to be put in a box. Is this a good box or a bad box? Is this a crushing box or a saving box? Is this an alive box or a dead box? It's a both and often. Um, The bullshit of following your deep knowing is it might crush you, it might save you, and it might do both simultaneously just so you remember you're alive. And that's enough about me and my deep knowing and my the profound vulnerability of talking about Portland in less than flattering ways because, um, because I know people there and I do have great affection for the city and it is not where I'm meant to live. So some questions to help you follow your deep knowing. And again, I'm going to ask a bunch of these. The order is not necessarily as important as if one resonates you, just pause Pause and write, pause and write, pause and write. I promise that this will take you somewhere interesting if you give it a few minutes and, and your undivided attention. So some questions to help you follow the might, the deep knowing that might save and crush you simultaneously. <laughs> I wish that wasn't true, but it is. Um, does that dream apply like it did yesterday? So sometimes we have dreams And they apply, and then one day they just don't. Like, oh, I don't want that anymore. Does that dream apply like it did yesterday? Is just an honest looking at, is this still what I want? And if no, then adjust. There's no shame in adjusting. Am I actively letting myself dream a different life than the one I imagined at age 8, the one I imagined at age 18, or the one I imagined at age 28? Or am I just committed to this is what I imagined at age, fill in the blank, and so it's going to happen? Because at age eight, I drew a Kmart in my house so I would never have to leave it for silly things like groceries or sunscreen. At 18, I was going to be a poet in a houseboat who lived exclusively on sunshine. At 28, I was like, I'm going to be married to this one dude forever and my life will always suck. (laughs) profound shifts in the life that i imagine for myself at 8 18 and 28 so are you letting yourself dream a different life it's okay to dream a different life and then on the opposite side of that are there any places where my attitude has shifted my energy has dropped or my emotional landscape has changed dramatically what might that mean So generally, if your energy drops, your emotional landscape changes, your attitude shifts, that just means pay attention. It's not necessarily good or bad. It's not necessarily right or wrong. There doesn't have to be a binary. So listen again, removing those binaries. Are there any places where my attitude has shifted, my energy has dropped, or my emotional landscape has changed dramatically? What might that mean? Um... There's a curiosity here that that is unavailable if you are are sitting in judgment. Going, oh, my energy dropped, so that means bad thing, bad thing, bad thing, bad thing. My attitude shifted, and that means bad thing, bad thing, bad thing. My emotional landscape changed, and that means bad thing, bad thing, bad thing. What if it doesn't mean a bad thing? (laughs) What if it's just that your attitude shifted? What if it's just that your energy dropped? And by that, like, do you have less energy than you did at the beginning of 2020? Probably. I haven't found anybody who's more energetic in November of 2020 than they were in January. Even if they're doing great, I've found zero people who report greatly increased energy during this year. So what might that mean? It might mean you're tired. It might mean you need a break. It might mean you actually don't have the energy to do that thing you thought you could do. And what if you don't have to judge yourself for those things? What if deep knowing and judgment are just completely separate? Is there anywhere, next question, is there anywhere that my reality conflicts with those of my family, parents, partner, or peers? Am I willing to step into the wilderness that our differing beliefs will cause? And what I mean by, is there anywhere that my reality conflicts? Like, if your parents are into QAnon, and you're a Biden supporter, your reality conflicts with that of your parents, right? Right? Are you willing or can you be willing to step into the wilderness that your differing beliefs will cause? Because you don't just get to be on the same side of the fence and then you hate the people on the other side of the fence because that's easy. Um, Your reality can also be conflicting in much smaller and more subtle ways. Um, If your partner is tuned into fear, tuned into what's going to happen, what's going to happen, what's going to happen, continuous refreshing of news, you know, six to eight hours of headlines a day, there's a lot of fear there. And your reality might not be as fearful. It might not be that way. Um, there are lots of places where your reality conflicts, but can you, instead of making yourself wrong, just say, okay, there's, there, there are differing beliefs here, and generally differing beliefs make it feel like there are different realities, and where am I willing to step into the wilderness? Next question. Each one as difficult as the last, by the way. Are there any plans that should be put on hold for the sake of preserving my own health or maintaining my inner landscape? Ooh, this one sucks. (laughs) Are there any plans that should be put on hold for the sake of preserving my own health or maintaining my inner landscape? It's really hard to admit. So if anything comes up, Just acknowledge it. Just write it down. You don't have to do anything about it, but just acknowledge that that's real. That you do know at some level that there's something to put on hold. Not because you're bad, not because you're wrong, not because you're lazy, not because you're stupid, not because you're whatever fill-in-the-blank adjective your asshole brain provides, but because sometimes we have to change plans to preserve our own health, to preserve our relationships, or just to maintain our, our relationship with ourselves. That if it comes down to, you know, you have an hour to work on this project or an hour to just be, which you haven't had for a long time, just be. My least favorite question of the entire grouping, and this is an intense grouping, (laughs) is there anywhere that I just have to be patient? So Biden's going to be inaugurated in 69 days and no amount of me flailing or freaking out is going to make that day come any sooner for example total hypothetical um is there anywhere that i just have to be patient this one's this one's so hard for me i'm all action 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 and sometimes that's not it sometimes it's just patience but acknowledging that it's just patience makes it easier because you can stop beating yourself up about all the things that you're supposed to be doing when you're really just supposed to be patient So there's an inner turmoil that you can just let go. There's a lot of wrestling that you can just give up. That's the invitation here. And again, without being attached to words, so I'm using spirit, intuition, and deep knowing interchangeably. If I would let deep knowing drive the bus truly all the way, what would I stop doing immediately? If I would let my deep knowing drive the bus truly all the way, what would I stop doing immediately? It might be self-sabotage. It might be a pattern of harm. It might be staying up until three in the morning and then waking up at six and being so tired that you can't think straight. It might be something really small, like potatoes make your belly hurt, but you love them, so you eat them anyway. It might be something really enormous, like give up this relationship or move to Portland or move back from Portland, right? (laughs) So I'm not saying that because I know better. I'm saying that because sometimes the answers are really really difficult. Like if I let my deep knowing drive the bus, what would I stop doing immediately? A few months ago the answer was live in live in Portland. But a few months before that the answer was move to Portland, right? It's this it's it's so fucking frustrating because it is continuously moving, but life is continuously moving. And so if you can get rid of the guilt, the shame, the anxiety that comes with whatever it is that you already know, life gets a lot easier and we can deal with what is. Likewise, if I let spirit, intuition, deep knowing drive the bus truly all the way, what would I start doing immediately? What would be like? this is actually important. This is actually going to be my focus for a while. This is actually a thing that matters to me. Just acknowledging that, writing that down. Really, really, really simple. Really, really, really profound. That's what I'm going for. It's not that these questions are magical in any way. It's just that they're, they're a bunch of angles aimed at the same inner place. Which is, what is it that I already know that I can suss out with the right questions? And the caveat here is, I don't have any easy answers. Which is mostly why I try and help you listen. By asking good questions, by pushing breath work on you at every turn. If you haven't yet tried, breatheheelrepeat.com B-R-E-A-T-H-E-H-E-A-L R e p e a t dot com. There's a free class waiting for you. And by reflecting your truest desires back to you, when I see them dart past like a redfish in murky water, we're always just shooting for grabbing our de- our truest desires, and they are often counterintuitive. They are often wily. They are often sneaky, and they are almost always gorgeous. You are perfectly capable of listening closely, experimenting adjusting accordingly, and then giving up control of your life's big picture to what wants to be made. It might not look like you think it should look, but it'll be dope anyway. The life that you'll end up with is probably not precisely what you planned at age eight, but did you really want a Kmart in your dream house anyway, is the question. So this was a lot to have thrown at you over the course of the past 34 minutes. And um, I hope that it's helpful. If it's helpful, when it's helpful. k at KristenKelp.com is a magnificent thing to do. Just talk to me. Uh, Venmo at k k a l p for any uh, tips or just money love for insights. And uh, subscribe to KristenKelp.com. And I will send you more like this at any point. Um, This has been a hard-won lesson for me. This was um, written over the course of about, with the diary and everything, uh, about 18 months. So um, this isn't stuff that I am sharing lightly or easily. It's stuff that's like, it's deep and it's raw and it's right now and it's also the past and it's also an amalgam of a lot of things that I've been learning for a long time. So may you... Connect with your deep knowing, your intuition, the spirit within you, your breath, whatever it is that you choose to call it. May you connect with that deeply and fully today. May you refuse to judge yourself for all the ways that you believe you have failed. May you remember that you're not necessarily doing it wrong when your deep knowing both crushes and saves you simultaneously, just so you remember you're alive. May you find the courage to let go of what needs to be let go of. May you find the courage to keep what needs to be kept, to make what wants to be make wants to be made, um, and to love yourself despite everything. And that sounds so fucking white lady hippie. And it's also like profoundly, deeply with every part of my being true. May you learn to love yourself, your dreams, your desires, your intuitions, and your knowings deeply and fully. May you refuse to judge yourself for any of it so that you can come out with love on the other side. And then may you share that non-judgment with every, every being that you meet. Thank you so much for taking this time. Again, I would love to hear about whatever it is that you're experimenting with, that you're knowing about. If you have questions, awesome. Because just me here, I don't know what questions you have. I can't magically intuit them. And thank you for doing me the honor of listening. I love you so much. and I'll see you again soon. Thank you for listening. One more time, The Antidote is a series of monthly gatherings to help you come back to your body, your being, and your breath when it's most likely that you'll self-abandon. The Antidote is the antidote to trying to do everything all alone, all by yourself, while you grow more stressed and you're generally freaking out and telling everyone you're fine, while quietly or not so quietly scream-sobbing in a private place between tasks. Let's not do that. Let's try something different. This is a really simple format, one gathering a month, on the first Tuesday of the month until the 2024 election. So we're practicing the skills that we will need in November now. And we're getting really comfortable with body, breath, and being now. And that's available to you at jointheantidote.com. There's a free recording. You can sign up. You can get more details. Enjoy, enjoy, enjoy.